and welcome to this special episode that I've made for you guys this week. It's a conversation between me and my pal Dan around one year of the self-improvement project. 20th of May 2020 was when I did the first episode and what we wanted to do, we just wanted to reflect. Dan is a long-term friend and knows me well so we use this platform to bounce thoughts off of each other and hopefully this reflective piece will give you some insight into how I've found things as well as taking it as inspiration for yourself. If you want to start a wee side project, if you're maybe thinking and in the middle of doing something that you want a bit more perspective on. So hopefully this gives you that and I hope you enjoy it. I mean, the, the my, my favourite, one of my favourite things has been Runcy said, shut up, you know nothing in one of the chats and I made an episode out of it. Oh, is that what that was from? Yeah. I thought that was just like a... It provoked um, a thought within me and I was like, I must make an episode. I think yeah. at the start of that one as well, I was like, this episode is dedicated to a particular friend that told me to shut up, I know nothing. Or something like that. So yeah, I, I, When I saw that, I was like, oh, it's just like a kind of podcast style, like quite like an enticing title to get people to listen. <laughs> I didn't think it was like specifically aimed at, uh, aimed at Rancid, but that's good, I like that. Um, I might need to get him to record, or sorry, suggest more names for... Oh, it's plenty, plenty in the even chat. if they're offensive, yeah. <laughs> even if they're directly offensive to myself, yeah. You've got plenty in the chat to pick from, mate. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Um, where should we start then? Should we? Because I was thinking we could even go back to, like, this might sound daft, but I think it's like quite interesting from a point of view of people who aspire to do things like what we chat about with our own projects. But I actually like first got this feeling. I I can like pinpoint it was like just after summer 2016. Mm. Like that's when I started getting, I, w- I don't want to say antsy, but you get kind of like itchy feet of like what else? Like what else is there? Yeah, I think like I definitely kind of, because like recently I've, I've been thinking thinking back as well as to when like my mindset kind of changed yeah and I think it probably was around that time as well it was definitely um I think probably a lot of people are enticed by this but when when I read four hour work week Mm -hmm. then I was like shit it kind of feels like there's like another way possible yeah Um, the possibilities that you don't or you're, I guess, like you're not aware that exist, but they do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it was that. That was definitely the first thing that kind of peaked, like peaked my interest and and kind of made me think that yeah, there might be another way possible. Um, obviously, like four hour work week is, uh, it's an exaggeration of like a different way of working, and that's like the highest end of the exaggeration. But mm-hmm. just the concepts that they discussed, I think, yeah pretty similar to to you in terms of yeah that that's when I kind of felt something yeah. else I am um, so like it you might be different but I, the 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 lad Nick that I chatted to from the states on this it was quite good because we got into chatting about this stuff as well and it's almost like you have a moment that digs or or creates that search so for me Uh, there's two things I remember from that time was in 2016 I got the job that I aspired to get in my career like not peak but it's that thing that you have gone to uni for you've taken a job to get to that job for and that's what you want your identity to be Mm-hmm. So I, I got the job as a lecturer in sport at the college. And I was like, that's me. That's not the best I can do, but that's what my aspirational goal was. And I've read other pieces about it, but it's almost like you got 
your goal so quickly that that creates that feeling of like disillusionment or yeah. by succeeding really early you then get that feeling of I don't want to say the term what's next but you get that feeling of like is this it and how yeah. again like how shit it actually is yeah well you know? I like I can like from a kind of like theoretical standpoint I can definitely resonate with that I don't feel like I've kind of I've reached that myself but I think that is kind of that's a risk isn't it like if you aspire to something and you're always working towards something and you have been like for example if you do it in college or university if you're working towards it for like let's say like three four years and constantly when you're working towards it if you're not happy during that time there's probably a part of you that's thinking right like fair enough I'm not happy now but I'm working towards my goal and when I get yeah. to that goal I'll be happy yeah and when I'll put you up do- with it for na- yeah yeah, when you do get to that goal, I mean, for a lot of people, it that that might be it. Like, people might get there and they might think, oh, fantastic, like, this is where I want to be. But I think for a lot of other people, they might kind of think, okay, this is what I've been working towards, but I'm still yeah. not happy. Like, I, I need to do something else. And it yeah. probably feels like that's kind of, um, that's feeling that you got. Mm. I thought about this recently again just reflecting upon it and I think it's that thing of it's a battle of two things that you come up against when you reach this point and it's a battle of am I am I happy and fulfilled against the security that it gives you like that job gave when I got it gave me security for for life if i wanted it yeah but i needed to either be happy with that or be happy with the fact that i would probably be overly stressed for something that i didn't truly care about for the rest of my career like that was the the like the constant question of what do you want more yeah so and how like at what kind of stage like obviously when you felt like that what mm. what then what what do you think it was that that made you think right i need to do something else like at, at what point did you did you move on with that so that's where i guess the second thing where you get your first t- no you don't get your first job you get your job of your dreams that you've been working so hard to get to And then you get that awareness a little bit like what you did with the four hour work week. And when I'd done my research after being like, I actually don't like this. It's too stressful. I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. I found the book Free Range Humans, which I still read about today. Um, I go back to it. Yeah, revisit it. I know you've read it and and dug into it. And it just, maybe it's the style suits me, but like it just resonates and you can drop in and out of it and it was so like accepting that there is another way that you can explore and just continue to develop um so that's definitely like again 2016 i go back to that was the thing that you know you talk about maybe waking up a bit like oh that's the thing that made me wake up and realize right I need to try and explore my own thing yeah um as well but i think it was just like the stress of that job as well was horrific and you feel like you have to accept that that's what it's going to be because of the title of it you're like oh i can tell everybody i'm this but your day-to-day is grim like it's it's unenjoyable and yeah and what, what was, like, how, I guess, like, how many, obviously reading, like, free-range humans, like, finding out that there is, like, similar to four-hour work week, and I have the same kind of feeling with um, How to Live a Good Life by Jonathan 
Jonathan Fielder. Like that's, yeah, that, that's yeah. a book. Like I'll, this I'll podcast is good as well. Yeah, I've listened to a yeah. few of those. Yeah. Um, like, after kind of finding out that there is a different way and feeling like that, like, in the position that you were in, like, how many iterations of a different path did you go through, like, until you got to, right, I want to do a podcast? Yeah, that's a great point because there's so many. I, I know, I know a few. Like I know we've had like, like hour-long conversations about like a few of the things that you've gone through. But just I'm yeah. wondering if there's like any others that you kind of thought like you might have started with, like had thoughts to start with, and maybe just didn't see it through for whatever reason before yeah. you settled on the podcast. Yeah, I think there's lots of different things we can talk about with that, and I think. There's the role of using media, which gives you flexibility. I think there's the aspect of the experience of trying something, reflecting upon it, seeing if it works for you, how you feel about it. There's the different environments of things. There's a different stage of life um, that we can talk about because I would say... The first thing I tried was because I was doing sports coaching a lot. I tried to do a coaching thing. So I I think the main thing I used was Facebook. I created a group. I would post coaching things. And a funny reflection as well is that when you dig into doing your own thing, doing your own project, creating your own business, whatever you want to call it, the themes that exist at the start will exist for a long time like the stuff I was writing about back in 2016 to do with sports coaching a lot of those themes and concepts exist in podcast episodes I recorded last week Mm. it's all around self-development self-improvement self-leadership sort of stuff but I was talking about that then but you don't like it's tough to to explain in a pinpoint kind of way, but the stuff that you like gravitate towards, you need to trust that and just go with it. You there's no linear path and journey to get to a certain point. Yeah. Whatever you're gravitating towards, you just need to like give into it. Um, Because it happened with that, and then it turned into a leadership page called 20s Leadership, because I was in my 20s, and I was interested in leadership. But then I also found that these projects gave me experience and learned about things I didn't want to pursue. I ended up leaving sports coaching because I could not deal with the egos and... um, or the ego element of it that existed. Everybody was just doing it to get up the ladder, to become a famous coach. And that's not what I was doing it for. And I couldn't be in that environment anymore. And then leadership turns into corporate leadership, climbing the corporate ladder. What do leaders look at like at the top? And again, it turns into that ego side of things where I don't want to spend my time developing people's egos to get up the corporate ladder um a lot of buzzwords a lot of management talk that i hate so that kind of disbanded and then um i wanted more experience in business so i got a job in recruitment and then i tried stuff with utility warehouse where i'm having to have my own business and recruit people to come into the business and Again, I don't, looking back and reflecting, I don't agree with that because it puts a lot of pressure on yourself. Um, I think it's right for some people, but it just fed the ego too much. I cannot sell to people to inflate my own ego, Mm. which then led to this. This project that I do is completely selfless. 
it's my own thing, but I have no, and, and you know this, I don't have any goals that I'm aiming towards. Everything is going to be, I, I, <laughs> my metric of success is serendipity. If something good happens because of it, because of me doing a podcast or an email or a tweet, that's the beautiful thing. Everything yeah. else is as a result of. Um, and it's nice because you don't feel like there's any pressure on it um, to, to continue. And I think it's just important to, like, I ask myself this quite a lot. Do I enjoy it? Do I love what I'm doing? And if anything makes me feel like no, I have to change it. I have to stop it. Yeah. But that's like five years now of trial and error testing experimenting to see what i actually even enjoy as we mentioned but, before I, yeah go on i was just going to say that that's like i know you've been through like many iterations of different paths and they've not worked out for whatever reason but i think a lot of people place so much importance on what they do want and they work towards what they do want, but I think equally it's as important to, if not more in, in certain circumstances as well, to know exactly what you don't want. Like that is equally as valuable. And it sounds like those iterations that you've worked through, regardless if they've worked out or not, have all fed into this kind of stage that you're at now. So you've seen things you don't want to do, you've learnt from it, and you've thought, right, this is where I'm at, and here you are. So, Yeah, you, I mean, you talk about tunnel vision and me just chatting away, but you've just completely taken a, another perspective, which I completely agree. Like, that's probably what it is. I have figured out what I don't want, and I've manipulated everything to do with the self-improvement project to be like what I don't want and what I've learned that I don't want because it's a trap. Imagine you stick with something because of your ego. I can't let people know that this hasn't worked for me. Mm. I can't walk away from it. It becomes an uh, like a box that you can't get out of. Um, oh, yeah. Massively. Because once you get too far into it, there's no way out. Um, and I think if we go back to the initial catalyst i guess with the job and trying to find something new it was definitely you know you're trying to find an escape but it's also about not living with any regrets and i i mean i can't talk on behalf of people but I can imagine the amount of people that live with a regret of n having not tried something because of the risk or the yeah. um, reputational damage it might come with if you walk away from something that is perceived as being so good. Because that's the like, risk, yeah. That, that's like obviously we're kind of at the age that I don't necessarily know if, like, oh, I don't think we would have really fully experienced that yet but mm -hmm. from a kind of I guess from just like a personal standpoint like that is a big fear and I think that's a big fear for a lot of people is if they let's say they got to like the end of their working life um and then they kind of thought shit I wish I had tried that like why did I not just like take the risk and try it mm -hmm. um yeah, that's, that's, that's one that's of my biggest scary, drivers. Yeah. Definitely one of my biggest That's why we moved to Edinburgh. I needed, like, if we'd stayed in Aberdeen and I'd stayed in that job, like, that would have been it. Yeah. You're in the environment that you know you're comfortable in. You'll bounce around forever, not truly finding or knowing what could have been. And that's such a driver of living with any regret. Yes, you have ups and downs, but you have ups and downs with everything. The the level of risk that people are willing to to take to you know you put your you put your your faith and hope you know um, and yeah I think yeah for for me that's definitely been a driver of 
trying new things and if you don't feel it but it's maybe i wouldn't want to say working because if it's working then you get a good feeling off of it but if you try something and it doesn't completely sit well within your instinct and your your intuition then like develop it pivot like that's such a big big element of what i do for sure absolutely and i think you can definitely see that from like what you've done and what yeah. you've tried, like, you know, you said you, you've been working or you had worked in recruitment before, didn't like it. Take that risk and move out. Mm-hmm. And you've done it. And now you're in a career that, as far as I'm aware, like, very you're, fulfilling. You're yeah. filled with. Um, and you're doing this, so that's great. It's just like, it's kind of theory in action, isn't it? Is, is probably the best way of putting it. Like, you're putting mm-hmm. theory into physical actions and, and live in that which is great yeah but the, th- the thing is as well and it it's completely subjective my like this is success to me mm. some people might look at what i do and they're like that is not success and that's fine but what people need to do is they need to understand what success is for them they need to take the time to think about right what do i really want what does that look like if that means you know success for some people is promotions it is job titles i get that it is having a certain amount of money which is absolutely fine oh yeah there's a there's a kind of societal expectation that that is what everybody wants and that isn't what everybody wants you know we've chatted a lot about the emergence of people valuing time over money and that is how some people should live and it's great that some people are finding that but that's also not going to be what everybody wants so it's it's, yes spot on it's finding what what you what you value what you view success and like you said is very subjective um like promotions more money for some people that is that's spot on like people aspire to that and that's absolutely perfect um but for other people as well like people might want a a different path and i think recognizing that at like fairly early age is is quite a big thing as well um i'm speaking very from very general perspective here but imagine there's probably a lot of people perhaps a bit later on in life who would only realize it at that time Mm -hmm. and to me that's quite a kind of scary thought Mm -hmm. i think when you talk about like commitments people have in life that is a scary thought yeah um and look everybody can change start over do whatever they want but that's just as much risk as when you talk about the edinburgh example like you always have a bit of freedom. It's always going to be a bit risky, though. Um, but, yeah, the, the the more invested you are into a job or a mortgage or yeah. you've got kids, whatever it is, it's always going to be um, scary. For sure. Need to embrace it. Aye. To embrace it, right? Um, so you've been through, like been through these different paths you or you got to what you felt was your dream career didn't work out you've taken numerous different paths ended up at podcasts which you've been doing for like over um just over a year over a year so how like how do you feel that has gone so far like overall like what's your kind of what's your impression of it yeah I think the most important thing to start with is that, like, this is the first time. So this is five years since starting anything. This is the first time I've ever felt completely at ease and at comfort with the content I put out there, how I do it, having no shame around how it's perceived, what the metrics are. I just enjoy it i have no expectations for it 
um, the best moments I have had have been when people say this episode really helped me today or um, this part of this email was exactly what I I needed or I've been looking for or whatever and you know it's very difficult now to not surround yourself with the online hype around growth from a social proof point of view um so I would say that if anybody does start their own thing to not get hung up on that the most important thing is that you find something that you enjoy you enjoy doing um and just finding your own thing because there's you don't need permission we chatted earlier i do monologue type podcasts they are not the most popular they are not the best way to grow a podcast but they're what i enjoy they're how i find flow they're how i develop my public speaking and communication skills they're how i clarify ideas that's exactly why i tweet that's exactly why i do the email and i think everybody needs to find that they need to find that thing that they they enjoy because the momentum comes you know if you'd said to me back a year ago said lawrence you're going to start a podcast and then a few months later you're going to tweet every day and then a few months later you're going to actually turn them into videos and put them on youtube each week and then a couple months later you're going to start an email i would have been like no way but then i think it would have been very easy from a business 101 online startup review would have been by for, for an individual doing their own project would have been you have to do this you have to do this you have to do this. so all those things that i do now you would have had to do at the time and you it's overwhelming you need to do it as momentum builds and then i think that takes us quite nicely onto like a huge point that has helped my knowledge and awareness but you've also used it as well and we've both benefited from it. it's just that consistency the game changer for the self-improvement project out of yeah. any other project i've done yes you can like i say you 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 can look at any kind of um entrepreneur startup business content you want um and they'll tell you all the things you need to do but the the one thing that is the most important is consistency because if you've not got consistency over a long period of time you're not going to produce the right stuff but also you're not going to enjoy it yeah i was going to ask you that was going to be one of the things i was i was quite quite interested to hear about was like what habits or like processes have you put in place that you feel has made you stick with it for so long i know you mentioned like the authenticity piece like it has to be authentic you have to enjoy it Mm-hmm. On online, there's like multiple guides on follow this process if you want to do this, which is great. But ultimately, mm-hmm. if you're not authentic about it, that's not going to come across to people. And yeah, and you, can't, you, like can't, you not... can't be consistent with it anyway. If it's yeah. not authentic, you'll never keep it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think authenticity is like is obviously a huge part. But what other kind of habits do you think you put in place to, to keep you going and like? is there any particular kind of books that you've taken like big inspiration from like that you've learned from that you can kind of attribute to to your success and keeping it going yeah i think we obviously know about james clear and atomic habits and that just gives you the the detail as well as the peace of mind of that you're doing the right thing um i also think it's a i i just i started off with one habit that i do one podcast a week on this particular day you schedule out that time i think a lot of people have fear of putting stuff out as well i have no fear about putting out something new Uh, nobody could read it or listen to it i don't care 
it's not it, obviously it is for them and it will be if they, they come across it but it's i view it as mastery like i'm getting better by creating it getting clearer on it yeah um content wise um other books i mean there's nothing that comes to mind straight away i do really like the grit book by angela duxworth i think again it gives you that peace of mind of i'm on the right track it'll come uh encouraging that patience and you know it it can be if you focus on the goal too much it can be quite um like it'll hinder you it'll be a burden so there's no content on it or or books that i could specifically attribute to it but i think you just need to accept that you're going to hit some goals and not hit others yeah you can't you can't put that expectation on yourself and that goes against every goal setting motivational um piece of content that has ever existed um but you talk about the, the habits that have been created the systems that i've put in place the and then the stacking of those it all comes down to that um habit side of things that is 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 so clear so it's massive isn't it like i know we've spoken like spoken at length about that book in the past um but it still baffles me like how and this is not kind of disparaging the book because i'd like personally it's one of my favorite books but Mm. from a sense of really like how simple the content is Mm -hmm. it's stuff that anyone can do at any point Mm -hmm. and it doesn't require any kind of specific skills it just requires dedication and uh an ultimate goal right um but i'm still still fascinated by how simple the book is but how much impact it can have like it sounds like that book was although a lot of the other books have kind of just given you peace of mind as to what you're doing is the right thing to do like that book i know has played like played a part in in your journey um Mm -hmm. and i know for myself as well even just personally like that book has has been so helpful um so great to hear that that there's things you can kind of like attribute it back to and and again it's theory in action um Mm -hmm. you've taken theory from one thing you've taken it on board you've worked on it and you've built something from it which Mm -hmm. is fantastic so yeah i think that the the fascinating thing the most fascinating thing for me about it right is you say it's so simple and i completely agree i feel like the effort that i put in is it like is it doesn't feel like that much right yeah but the amount of people that don't do it like you talk about that dedication that turning up the amount of people that don't do it is what makes it difficult like that's why it's so special it's so and easy it's, to stop. it's almost like a paradox isn't it like yeah. how easy something is but how difficult it can be to achieve yeah yeah I, i'm trying trying to recall the quote it's like i i know it's going to sound quite cheesy but um it's something to do with success doesn't come from like overnight wins it comes from doing regular boring things yeah frequently like i I know like word for word that that's not what the quote is but i know that that's roughly what it refers to and it's it's so true yeah it's almost that kind of picture of success is really sexy and it's this big attractive thing that only really prestigious people get but success is actually that really boring unremarkable little thing that you repeatedly do that and i guess it's because because you do it so much you don't perceive it as success you're just like oh that's just what it is that's who i am and it's part of your life i yeah i regularly and again this is good for grounding but i regularly tell myself you know 
let's see how this is in five years, 10 years, 15 years, because yes, it's a long time, but the accumulation of repeated tasks over that period of time, it's it's like learning. You sometimes don't know when you're good at something or when you when you specifically learnt something. It's just an accumulation of doing something repeatedly that has led you to be that. And yeah. you know, what what if in five years' time people are like, Oh Lawrence, you're such a great podcaster or you write such great emails and that I'm like I was doing this five years ago and no one was telling me this. Do you know what I mean? And yes, exactly. That's that's what you need to have when you do your own thing or when you look at yourself and improve yourself because no one, it's, it's a sin, right? But no one tells you all the great things that you do and have done and are enough. And um, I I like to think that the, the podcast and the, the tweets and all that make people think about that for themselves like what one episode that sticks out for me that i really enjoyed doing was that you're not a human being you're no you're not a human doing you're a human being and that just i really liked the title i felt like it was quite witty but i want people to listen to that and think yeah i i am you know here to live my life and enjoy just being being present um, not getting sucked into everything because we are being, have been being programmed to do all the time. Be here, do this, be a, you know, alpha male or a, you know, the most popular person in the world. And it's just like, you don't have to no. think, think for yourself, even though you maybe don't give yourself permission to. So. It's all, it's all subjective, but I think there's so many external factors that, and and understandably so, there's so many external factors that feed into people's perception of their own success. When really, it comes down to like you need to be comfortable with yourself. Like you define success for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like no one's going to tell you what success is. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, like what you mentioned that that's kind of like the I guess like the thing that you enjoy most about the podcast is people taking stuff from it and giving you feedback in terms of saying look I really needed this today I learned something from this like that's success to you and that's what you've enjoyed is there any kind of part of it that you've probably haven't enjoyed as much as you thought you would or that you just didn't it didn't cross your mind when you started that now you kind of think yeah I that part annoys me or is it all fairly positive that's a good question I think I don't think in the process is anything I don't enjoy because I think I'm quite good at eliminating it like I know that I don't want to do interviews every week because I don't like relying on other people. Yeah. I like just doing it when I feel in the flow and talking about something that might change. I think, and maybe this is like an aspiration, but I would only do if I could do it consistent. I do think, could I do that every day? Could I create a podcast every day and put it out there? But, on the flip side, I'm like, I don't want to end up resenting this. Yeah. It's a catch-22. And like you said, to be fair, like you've said, um, you're good at cutting stuff out if it doesn't work. Like, you might try it, see how it goes. If it doesn't work, like, you're not scared to cut it out mm-hmm. and to say, look, this isn't for me. We'll cut that part. So it all sounds, like, really positive from... From my experience of just chatting with yeah. you, like it, chatting it, with you throughout the It would process. come with sacrifice, though. It would come with, like, I sacrifice growth, probably, and you, whatever you want to call it, you want to call it listens, you want to call it subscribers, you want to call it views, whatever you want to call it. I sacrifice that by not doing things I don't want to do. Yeah. Because I know I can't do them consistently. I know that it's probably toxic and unhealthy for me in the long term to get obsessed with that. 
and I'm quite happy and content with, like I, I touched on with the serendipity of it. Um, whatever is a win from what I do is a win. And like, for example, last night, Anna was out with one of her pals that she knows through work. And Anna was just chatting, just they're just chatting away and she's just telling her about like how I do a podcast and an email and it's all about positivity and self-improvement and stuff. And she was like, that sounds amazing. Like I want to read or listen to this a little bit more. And then she signed up like last night after a night out with Anna. And I'm like, Anna was relaying to me the phrases and the words she was saying about how excited she was. And I was like, that's what, is success to me i don't need a hundred subscribers that i've never met and never interacted with before i don't need followers or listens or views from people that i don't know and they probably will watch one thing or listen to one thing i do but that's not what i'm doing this for i'm doing this to empower people to take responsibility for their own self-improvement and self-awareness like yeah you say you don't need it though, but like I know you keep me up to date with like listeners and like numbers and countries and stuff. And although you don't know these people, like I'm always that's one thing I've always really enjoyed you sharing with me is mm. like the countries of um of like countries of origin yeah, like, of, of listeners yeah. and you have Saudi people, Arabia to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, you have people in like Saudi listening, which is like yeah. amazing. Um you've got people from these like small towns in like in the US and stuff. And mm-hmm. although you don't know them, they I, I think that's probably testament to like what you're doing in terms of you're being authentic with it and that's obviously resonating with people and you don't know them but they will still be taking what yeah. you're saying and yeah. using it to improve on whatever goals they might have improve on their life just want a little bit of positivity as well um yeah. and it's not as if it's like a one-off either like if you'd sent me uh um if you'd sent me like a screenshot of someone listening from ukraine one time i'd be like oh that's that's like really interesting mm-hmm. but could well be a one-off but you've sent me stuff before yeah it's quite it's, consistent it's yeah. frequent it's consistent so you've obviously got people like all across the world which is amazing and mm. that to me has been like i don't know if i, I would class it as a surprise because you obviously put a lot of work into it um but i've just found that fascinating like the reach that it's had and it's yeah. not it like i said it's not a fluke like you're getting yeah. consistent listens in like australia consistent listens in like ukraine saudi caribbean yeah. like us and stuff like it's amazing the how far how far it's gone and yeah I'm wondering if you kind of, like, did you ever envisage that it would, I guess, have that kind of reach, or were you more hoping that it was just for people that you might know through, like, friends of friends, and you just want to help them out? Yeah, I think, I think, first of all, I, that is this, seeing those consistent lessons come through from those areas, I don't know them, you're right, but it gives me such a sense of fulfillment and purpose that I am maybe helping them with something in their life and I don't even know them. It's mm, powerful. Um, yeah, and look, I would love for them to reach out. I would love to hear from them because these are the people that are at the start of my journey as well with it. So I'm obviously going to buy into what is it that you enjoy about it because these are the people that are bought in and but I'm not saying that I don't care about having people I don't know listen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's just from an ego point of view. I I don't care about numbers where it's a social proof side of things. Yeah. I do care about <clears throat> helping uh, an individual on a consistent basis with something that they may be 
not struggling with, but it gives them a boost. That, like, seeing those people listen regularly or people reading something regularly, that's success to me. I'm I'm buzzing with that. Yeah. Um, it's quality over quantity because I think a lot of people, when starting things like this, and it's probably a reflection of just, like, social media and an image that a lot of people want to portray is people want to portray success and to a lot of people success is it's things like numbers it's things like interaction like whatever retweets likes Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. it might be um but it just feels that because you have been authentic with it that that has just come naturally and it's not something you focus on so it's not distracted from the overall kind of cause and the overall intention of yeah. the podcast as well, which which yeah. I think is is something that's really great. Yeah, because I think if you do start to get influenced by that, you change your style to fit a narrative that is something that becomes unhealthy. Mm. A lot of people will talk about Instagram likes, retweets, views, subscribers, whatever platform you're using. But the best moments for me have been seeing listens from particular places that turn up every week or um, a a message on Twitter where someone reaches out that I don't even know they exist and they say, oh, I listened to this or I've been reading your tweets for months and they really have helped me feel at ease about this and things like that. And that's the things that you don't see through social proof numbers yeah you know and i think that if you're ever doing something that's the confirmation that's the um thing that makes you think right this is this is the thing for me this is what yeah. i enjoy it's validation yeah. isn't it? it that's the word yeah, yeah. totally it, it validates the the whole kind of premise behind your purpose which Mm -hmm. which which is unbelievable um what's the what's like the biggest when you've kind of either looked through the numbers of like the listenership or the location of listeners like what's been the biggest surprise like what kind of country have you seen you're like shit i wouldn't wouldn't have expected someone to be listening from there or in terms of numbers like has there been a certain particular month that you've been really surprised by like is anything that you can kind of attribute that to yeah i don't think anything really takes me by surprise it's more just kind of pleasant you know you see a random country come up that's listened like over 50 times to your podcast and you're like what is it about me that this person or these people that maybe that's maybe a group you know what interest them about me and what i do is it because i'm different is it because i'm a different voice that is giving them and it's kind of full circle around like four hour work week or free range humans where they're maybe in a moment where they need to hear something and that's their kind of validation of it so (laughs) um do you know what i mean and and that that's just nice i wouldn't say it's a a surprise i think um the best kind of surprises or things that you know we talk about maybe like validation and things like that are definitely when people reach out that's always very good but to go back to the theme around consistency look i don't make groundbreaking um numbers in the grand scheme of the podcasting world or whatever you want to look at but I have seen that growth of you maybe have a bit of a jump when you start something because it's new and it's novel to people. It plateaus out for a bit, but it slowly increases. And March this year, 2021, was the highest listened to month after 10 months of doing a podcast every week. Yeah, And it might not sound like a long period of time, but when you turn up and do something once a week for... 10 months it feels like a long time it won't in years to come but that feels like a long period of time so that 
is definitely a satisfying thing where you don't you don't get big jumps because it's inconsistent but you get gradual and you're you're like this is growing this is and it's slow it's a yeah. slow burner but it's it's growth and you're like and i think it's because i don't feel like i do anything for growth i just do something each week we talk about that unremarkable turning up each week doing this not the same thing but you're you're providing each week you're turning and up just yeah. slowly steadily growing and I, that's where i'm like i think that's the most kind of fulfilling thing where you're like oh, it's that snowball is... effect and my what my favorite thing one of my favorite things is when i screenshot i'm like look we're growing we're growing and like i say i know it's not groundbreaking in the the grand scheme of of everything in the world but for me that's growth and i know that you and the other lads and that love um that moment of oh look we're we're going we're going up a wee bit it's great that's that's good well it's it's like you said like kind of growth isn't linear is it i think a lot of people expect like when they start something like especially uh, let's use like an example of, of going to the gym i think when people think they're starting at zero growth is going to be a linear path to success mm-hmm. whereas you might have weeks that, especially when you first start off, because your body might not be used to it, you might have weeks where you see big improvements. And then maybe like in the next kind of few months, you will plateau and you might feel as if nothing's happening. Yeah. But if you keep turning up on a, if you were to kind of plot it on a chart, your success is going up, but it will never be linear. Success is never linear. Yeah. And it sounds like that is probably the same thing that's happened here like you said you started off and you had a big jump when you started because it's something new it plateaus for a wee bit but slowly because you are turning up you're being consistent you're putting the work in it is growing Mm -hmm. and look there might be a time in the future say like years down the line where it maybe gets a wee bit more popular or, or or for whatever reason but i won't be doing anything different and there we have it so I hope you have enjoyed the conversation that Dan and I had around the self-improvement project and hopefully it provides some inspiration for you going forward with any project that you are doing and give you some insight into how I operate, what I want the self-improvement project to be, what I want it to become and the amount of people that I hope it helps. So thanks for listening and I would love for you to share any moments or points that you found particularly useful during that as well. And I will see you guys all next time. Cheers!